0: This is Saw 88.5 FM in City of Everton online at com, and we are joined this morning by Saw's Bicycle Traffic reporter Carly Coleman. Hello. And it's Bike Bits, because it's the last Thursday of the month, so we talk about bikey topics for the last hour. Yeah. And this morning, we are talking about...
1: well, uh, Well, ostensibly we're talking about fat bikes and the gloriness of them. But uh, in detail, we're addressing the um, Fat Bike for MS event. It's the second annual event, Sunday, February 5th. It's $50, two courses, a challenge course and a 10K regular course. And should you not feel like a 10K regular course or a challenge course are enough, you could do multiple laps of those courses. And we're going to talk to the organizers
0: about them. And that would be Molly McDougall and Michael McFinn. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. (laughs) Um, It's the second annual Fat Bikes for MS event. second time you've joined us here on CJSR to tell us all about it. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for coming in again. Um, But for those who haven't heard about it before, tell us a little bit about the goal of this winter cycling event.
2: So our goal is to create a winter event to raise funds for the MS Society. Um, We have a passion for cycling, and what better way to celebrate cycling in winter than on a fat bike? And uh, we're looking to grow this event to be big enough that the MS Society can take it over and eventually have it as a giant event that competes with the other MS events.
1: Competes with or or augments and complements?
2: Augments and (laughs) complements.
1: So what's the lure of using a cycling as a way of raising money for causes, do you think? Like what you were, I imagine, hanging out maybe with friends over beer or riding in the River Valley on your bike and thought, I could do this and make money. Is that, is that what happened?
2: Well, I think the idea of taking somebody, putting them on a seat for four hours at a time, um, and making them ride long distances mm-hmm. isn't always so attractive. And we <laughs> like the idea of uh, of a bicycle as opposed to running because we know it's going to be a little bit easier on the body. But, you know, a lot of people tend to find that saddle a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, if you look at the amount of people that are growing into commuters, we have a lot of cycling growth in Edmonton. So there is an attractiveness to cycles. But um, at the same time, there's still a lot of people that are, find that. Cycle and intimidating.
1: So, uh, sorry, uh, you said there's a lot of growth of cycling in Edmonton. You've seen that through work, or?
2: Well, um, at Revolution Cycle, we are the um, North America's largest bike store. So, I would say that yes, we've definitely seen the growth in cycling. (laughs) Fat bikes for us has been huge. I mean, um, we saw tremendous growth with growth with it in the last couple of years.
3: It's probably pretty gross as well.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: I think the other thing about using bicycles as a form of fundraising is a bicycle is, is a better equalizer. Right. Um you can modify bicycles in many ways to help people who have various disabilities, you can adapt them. Right. And so a bicycle is a better equalizer than say doing a run because that's not very inclusive to, to every type of person. So. Right, right.
2: Except Molly always kicks my butt in every event we do. Mm,
3: mm, regardless <laughs> of the adaptations. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um so why do you think it's successful, this spice clean raising money, and
3: then uh, your event? I think our event specifically is successful because um, we chose something unique as well as the timing of it. We're not competing with various other events in February for fundraising. Right. I know a lot of the summer events, um, you're competing against other events, other fundraising initiatives, and... Uh, you know, you never want to spread people too thin with their finances, um, mm-hmm. especially during times like this. You know, everyone's kind of spread a little bit thin right now. So
1: Exactly. Um, and so what you did at one year, are you changing the day in any way? What did, what did you figure out and went <laughs> with last year?
2: Well, with Molly being the bigger mountain biker in that area, Um, she gave us some really good feedback on the course Uh, she wanted to reroute the course to go the opposite direction Um, you get to experience a lot of the single track trails a little bit better Um, and we also wanted to move the start and finish to Capilano Um, one of the reasons we wanted to do that is our one of our main sponsors Fargo's is offering our after party and Mm -hmm. it's right at the top of the hill so
3: at the top of the hill at the top of the hill you guys are cruel Well, we're not judging how you get to the top of the <laughs> hill. Um, you can bike, walk, drive, however you want to find your way there is okay with us. Uh, donations at the door. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, what's awesome is Fargo's is donating $1 from every drink to uh, the MS Society as well.
1: Nice. Yeah. So yeah, cool. tell us more about the details of your event. Uh, February 5th, somebody rolls up. Where are they going to roll up?
2: So 9 a.m. they want to be down at the Capilano Gazebo. That's where we're doing registration. Uh, Come in, grab your number. um, We'll attach it to our bike. And then 10 a.m. is the launch. Um, You have the opportunities to buy raffle tickets. Uh, There's door prizes available. Um, Also many more opportunities to donate more money. About noon, we're going to start serving um, lunch from Original Joe's. They uh, gratefully uh, we're grateful that they are providing uh, pulled pork sandwiches for people mm-hmm. with uh, also a veggie option. Mm-hmm. um I don't I don't think it's veggie pork, but
1: <laughs> true, duckin. Yeah, true, <laughs> uh And so, Capilano Park, as opposed to where was it last year? It was at Dawson Park. Dawson Park. Last year. <laughs> what,
3: the, was it just a
1: different choice, or the how did that work out?
3: Um, We decided to go with Capilano Park. Um, Kind of logistically, it was better. There's a lot of overflow parking in the Gold Bar parking area, whereas in Dawson, we were parking in neighborhoods and on streets and people finding their way from various locations, as well as um, just the flow of the trail that we decided to go with this year. It kind of flows a little bit nicer from Mm -hmm. um, Capilano. You get a chance to warm up a little bit before you get into kind of the more strenuous Right. Section. Right. Can
0: you give us an, an idea of the route this year? Like, is it because last year I know you had the regular trail, which was essentially on paved, snow-covered trail, and then you have the, the more challenging trail, which is single track. Is is it the same concept this year?
3: It is the same concept this year. The um, the standard route will be mainly on paved trails, and you know there's some double-wide gravel trails mm-hmm. thrown in as well. Um, and then the challenge route is a mixture. We have a little bit of everything. There's paved. There's single track. There's a section of stairs. There's Uh, double wide gravel and how will
0: from your perspective how are the trails looking this year I mean like we've had very little precipitation so far are they in good conditions is it going to be a fast race Or a fast
2: ride. It'll be a fairly fast ride. I mean, it all depends on the weather that comes here. Sure. Um, (laughs) Still two weeks out. Yeah, exactly. We could get, like, a big dump of snow. Yeah. Um, In an ideal world, we'd like the conditions to stay pretty close to where they are. Um, Stay nice and cold so the ground doesn't thaw, so we don't do any damage to the trails. Um, But the... The areas that we've chosen are well-groomed, and so they're set up. Dog walkers often go in that area, so the trails are, are pretty fantastic to ride. We just had uh, one of our organizing crew go out and do a run over the event and said the trails are, are beautiful right now, so cool.
1: I remember the first event I ever organized as a race anything. I made it too long. It's like a 5 and 10 kilometer run it was advertised as, but it was actually a 5.7 and a 10.1. I don't know, some <laughs> wretched amount. That's longer than people Oops. were training
0: for. <laughs> so and
1: when you said somebody rode the race course ahead of time, somebody else had done that, but they were just a member of the public, and they texted me and were like, hey, did you know? And I was like, mm, actually, I did it on the computer.
2: If, if you're not 100% honest with that distance, which I guess we should open it up, it is 10.11. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yes, actual facts. They're so important these days. So volunteers. You're looking for volunteers. You have enough volunteers. You can always use more. What does that look like?
2: We're always looking for more volunteers, cheerleaders, people to come down um, and help out. Um, The main goal of of us doing this event really is about growing awareness about MS. Um, It's such an invisible disease that affects so many people. Um, You know, I have a very good friend um, who has really limited symptoms like small symptoms and she doesn't tell people that she has MS because she feels bad that she doesn't have this disease that everybody can see Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so um, you know for us it affects so many Canadians they they call it Canada's disease um, Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's something that I think more people need to know about I know firsthand about it but I know a lot of people that don't know enough about the disease even though pretty much everybody can tell you they know somebody that has the disease yeah.
0: And so, d- yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't mind talking about your personal experience, I mean, your wife has MS and her father had MS.
2: Yeah, so uh, my wife, Bonnie, uh, her father had MS for uh, 28 years. He died at 56, so he had MS for half his life. Um, and then uh, 2015 Bonnie had gone to the optometrist um, or ophthalmologist because she was having some eye trouble Uh, had the very common theme of being diagnosed with um, optic neuritis um, which then really um, very often leads to a diagnosis of MS Um, and then so we've had a a challenging couple of years so Bonnie has uh, essentially um, is now disabled, doesn't work anymore um, we have two kids, and uh, so every day is uh, is a new challenge. We look at our our life as a new normal. That new normal keeps adapting every now and then. One of the the great celebrations we had this year was Bonnie did the MS Hinton with us. So mm. I got her an e- well Revolution Cycle donated an e bike to Bonnie, mm-hmm. and uh, she came out and. Uh, a lot of people were quite jealous because she kicked their butts up the hills.
3: Every hill she passed me, smiling and laughing, waving. Yeah. That's hard. It, it hurt. It really hurt. The
1: um, It's really useful to have a community that can uh, come out and support you in these endeavors. What else does somebody... Who, uh, who's living in a family where MS features um, what else would they need in terms of care and nurturing
2: I think uh, the biggest thing that I've experienced um, so right after the event uh, the MSN Bonnie was actually uh, went into the hospital for a month she uh, they thought she was going to have a relapse so they gave her some steroids and it actually exacerbated her symptoms to the point that she walked into the hospital and then couldn't walk for 19 days um, and so being a family with two kids all of a sudden every night we're going to the hospital to visit mom and you know everything's on I, I don't mean to be a pity party but everything's on me to get things going mm-hmm. and I can't do that without the support of really community good friends.
1: really post-care. yeah
2: you know I, I'm pretty lucky I had my brother-in-law fly in from London to take care of me for a week I had my best friends at my door with meals pre-made meals i had people pick up my kids from school um I, I think anybody who suffers any kind of disease needs to have that network and and you know it's 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 truly a struggle if, if you don't have some sort of a network like
0: right
2: i'm i guess i'm a pretty nice guy some people must like me. <laughs>
1: uh, so then this is just one step in the entire sort of caregiving package that you're you're doing right this MS race bike race yeah so for MS. It,
2: i mean this for me is 100% a tribute to my family my, my struggles with ms and i don't have ms but i live with ms every day and i mm-hmm. see what it does to my best friend you know we were we were talking about what this would be like but like you know peter how would you feel if one day carly came in and said you know i've i've been calling in sick the last couple of days and you know, it turns out I have this incurable disease and I'm going to have to stop working here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Molly, can you tell us a little bit about MS and, and what it does and how it disproportionately affects women? And why is it Canada's disease? Like, what's up with that?
3: Do well, you know? I'm
1: sorry, am I putting I,
3: you on the spot? Those are really loaded questions. Um, <laughs> so it's sorry. called Canada's disease because Canada has the highest rate of multiple sclerosis in the world. Um, it's estimated that about 100,000 Canadians um, are living with MS, and that's not including people who are affected by MS. That's just solely people who are diagnosed with MS. Um, they don't actually know why that is. Um, there, there currently there is no uh, proven cause for MS. Um, there's lots of theories that researchers are working on, um, which you know include vitamin D, geography. Um, infections that you may have had Um, genetics, like it's kind of can be a complex mixture of many things
0: Do you know which factors in geography? I mean, like, sorry or is Um, is that still being Distance from the
3: equator appears to have some type of effect on it. Um, The numbers seem to be higher the farther away from the equator
0: Okay, so that could tie in with vitamin D again? Yes, absolutely
3: And so MS is most often diagnosed between the ages of, they say now 15 um, through to 40. So it really is a disease that affects people in the prime of their life. Um, As well as women are disproportionately affected much higher than um, the male population. Again, not sure what exactly the combination of triggers is. Um, And so MS itself is, it's called a, it's an autoimmune disease, and it's also a neurodegenerative disease. Um, So what happens is the body, um, your immune system, basically starts attacking itself, um, as you understand from many other types of autoimmune diseases. With MS, what this happens is... um, the body actually starts attacking the myelin covering um, your neurons. So it um, basically when you have an electrical cord or a cord from um, your headphones, you know how sometimes that perfect protective plastic insulation gets a little nick in it? That's essentially what your body's doing to its nerve covering. Um, and so that's why everyone's symptoms can be different. Um, because as you know, sometimes you nick your headphone cord and it's just a nick. Oh, oh well, it doesn't affect anything. But you sometimes you nick your can headphone cord, on that. right, right, yeah. right. But sometimes you nick your headphone cord and your headphones are done, right. So it really depends on the location, um, and duration, and severity, severity, um, and that's why each person is affected differently.
1: Okay. Oh, the autoimmune system. You know, we're, we're such amazing creatures, and then we're even more amazing when we attack ourselves. It's just so crazy. So there's been reports of advances in curing MS. Can you tell us a bit about them and, and the Multiple Sclerosis Society of Canada?
3: Can you, can you give us some idea of what they work, work they do? Um, Well, let's talk about the Multiple Sclerosis Society first. Sure. Um, It provides lots of supports for families and people affected with MS. Right now, they have a model where they direct 60% of their fundraising dollars towards research. And there's research going into just about everything you can imagine for MS, so there's different types of MS. There's a primary progressive form, there's a secondary progressive form, and there's a relapsing remitting form, and then there's clinically isolated syndrome. So clinically isolated syndrome is you've had one attack that they think might progress to MS, they're not really sure, so they just kind of watch. Um, Relapsing remitting is when you have relapses or attacks and then your symptoms go away and then it happens again, and then it goes away. Now, you might not return back to your original baseline each time, but you do get better. Um, secondary progressive is when that relapsing remitting uh, progresses into a steady, gradual, or fast decline. of your. So you never get back at, to that baseline, right. or there's no kind of abating. It's all down. Yeah. It's all down. And
2: those are the people you generally see with canes, um, walking aids in, in some way, shape, or form.
3: And then there's uh, also primary progressive, which from diagnosis onwards, there there's no, it's all down. There's no, there's none of those ups and downs. Right. Um, the two that are probably the least understood with the least treatments right now are the primary progressive and the secondary progressive. So there are a lot of research dollars being focused towards medications for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the next really exciting thing was the stem cell research that there. that's probably the most exciting thing that's came out this year right uh, there was one lady who was treated with uh, stem cells who appears to basically have had a complete reverse reverse of her yeah not even a stop of her Progression, but a reverse. Wow! So that's quite exciting. I uh, mean,
0: where was that testing? Uh, where was that um,
2: from? Do you remember? Uh, are Ottawa or Montreal? Mitchell- 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 it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was Canadian. Wow. Yes, it's
3: very, <laughs> yeah. very exciting. Uh, and they're,
2: so, they're now offering trials in um, places like Calgary, so people that qualify for the trials can go down and, and get the uh, go through it.
3: And unfortunately, it is a very um, not dramatic. It's uh,
2: well. They so they essentially um, remove your bone marrow, and I might not be describing this correctly, um, but remove your bone marrow, completely kill your immune system, and then reintroduce the bone marrow with stem cells. And so, so there's
3: chemotherapy involved and. It's not. It's not, not nice something process. that's right. It's not a nice process, and it's not something that's going to be available readily to everyone immediately. For no, obvious, you
1: probably reasons. don't bounce back immediately from that. No. I mean, my mom had a. My mom has lupus, and she had a bone marrow test done, and she was like, the man that did the test was like a football player, and he shoved a needle in my hip that was like four feet long and two feet wide. I mean, right? some hyperbole, but. It didn't feel like much at the
3: time.
0: (laughs) Can you give us a sense again how many Canadians are affected? I think you may have said it earlier, but I just want to get it refreshed.
3: Um, It is about 100,000 Canadians, and we're Albertans. We're actually disproportionately affected in Alberta. Um, I think I have the latest statistic here. I, be- I don't have it here. I believe it's something like the average um, in 10,000 is 240 in Canada, and in Alberta it's 340. Holy
0: cow. In 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, I mean, yeah, fab Bikes for MS is the event Sunday, February 5th, um, and all proceeds are going to be going to the MS Society of Canada. Um so I mean it's definitely a good cause. I don't think anyone's gonna argue with that. Um who should it lo- be should it
1: be cancelled? Say say yeah. February fifth shows up and it's just crap weather, then people should just throw money at you, right?
2: Oh hundred <laughs> percent. Um crap weather, I mean, we're looking at like minus twenty seven. With like, it's been snowing for five days straight, and it's gonna just be brutal. Right, um, odds of that happening are so slim. When we look at what the weather was like last year, what the weather pattern's been like for this year, so um, weather should be pretty good. I mean, we come we come on the radio and we talk about you know the sad parts of of MS, um, but one of the best parts and best pieces of feedback I got about fat bikes for MS is um it had such compared to some of the bigger ms events we do um this is one that really touched on a, a local feel this this gave you that family feel so we have 86 riders come out uh or we had 86 last year our goal is to get 120 this year um and everybody's there you know we do a couple of speeches that really make everyone cry a little bit <laughs> and then we go ride our bikes mm. and then come back and have some drinks and celebrate and so and we cry
1: said, more <coughs> for different reasons
2: exactly
0: uh, <laughs> yeah It sounds like a very cool event. So, uh, Sunday, February 5th, if you're free. And um, I'm pretty sure you said you don't need to have a fat bike, right? You can just ride a regular bike as long as it's
2: travel-worthy. So, as long as um, you have a mountain bike, we suggest studded tires. Okay. Um, You know, another plug, Revolution Cycle does sell studded tires. Um, But we do have rental bikes available. So, if you just go to revolutioncycle.com, there is a rentals link. Um, We have uh, 10... No, 13 bikes available so two of them are for people that are five feet and shorter um, and we also have one uh, rental bike for kids that are are seven years old so you can bring a child um, and uh, there are a couple other companies in town that do rent bikes but um, we always prefer that you choose Revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> sure. For all the details, eventbride.ca
0: and search for Fat Bikes for MS. Anything else Actually, we... Oh,
2: just yeah. go to fatbikes4ms.com. com. Oh, okay. And it can be fatbikes4ms.com or fatbikes4ms.com.
1: Ooh, you yeah. just covered the... <laughs> Covered the website, everything.
2: Well, nobody wants to go to (laughs) (laughs) fatbikesforms.com
1: So, thank you very much, Molly and Mike. Um, Best of luck with your event, and best of luck with uh, MS and living with the the prevails travails of all of this.
2: Thank you. One very sorry. Yeah, Yeah, you had. I I think the biggest thing is as long as we can events like this this creates hope right so to hear that they're doing trials for stem cell in calgary that's not that far away like you know
1: you could ride your fat back there
2: <laughs> exactly so yeah we have hope that we will find a cure for this disease in our lifetime
1: nice Peter what
2: brilliant were you? oh I was just I was going um, to fat bikes are we were
0: kind of saying before you came into the studio about how um, fat bikes are becoming very synonymous with winter in Edmonton is that, uh, that you expect you're hoping for that growth from 86 to 120 odd riders this year is this because of Edmonton embracing fat biking do you think as, uh, as well as wanting to support the
2: cause yeah, you have more and more events popping up for fat bikes, whether it be the Forty Five North um, uh, race series, whether you have the Frosties event that just came to Jasper, mm-hmm. um, that was huge. I got to ride That's a fat bike, ma- Yeah, I got to ride a fat bike down Marmot. Oh wow, that was pretty cool. First time ever a bike's been on Marmot. Nice. <laughs> um, you know, you've got the the Silver Skate Festival Fat Bike uh, Fest coming up Hinton has a big fat bike race coming up um, there's just more and more fat bike rides coming and it's because Empton is embracing it and just I we told don't want to be stuck you. inside all week I
1: told <laughs> you it's like out. onion cakes I told you They're
2: totally like onion cakes <laughs> but you can't put like soy sauce and hot sauce in
3: well the I think we're in a unique um, climate here where we need to embrace the the winter and you know you don't want to be stuck in the house all the time right. and we have this wonderful network in the river valley so it just makes sense for fat bikes and river valley and edmonton to go right. hand in hand Right.
2: They, they say it's ten times the size of central park in new york mm-hmm. our, uh, our river valley network it's pretty cool and uh, with this supportive city of edmonton with winter cities and all that i think it's it's really cool to see people finally embracing outside let's right. get outside let's ride some bikes Skiing's kind of boring, right?
1: (laughs) And throw money at MS. Yeah.
0: Michael McFinn, Molly McDougall, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Fatbikes4ms.com.
2: Go to the event Sunday, 5th of February. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you.